Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast that you're listening to right now, thank you so much, called Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. It is a daily podcast, 365 days a year, and each day we talk to an author about all of the things related to their career, their book, their life, and more in 30 minutes or less, because who has time? I am now an author myself, although I wasn't when I started this podcast, and you can get my new memoir, Bookends, a memoir of love, loss, and literature, wherever books are sold starting July 1st, and my children's book, Princess Charming. You can learn more about me at zibbyowens.com, but really, you're here to learn more about the authors, and that is what we're going to do. Also, be sure to check out all the other podcasts in the Zcast Podcast Network. You can learn more at zcastnetwork.com and definitely check out those shows as well. Marcy Dermansky is the author of Hurricane Girl, a novel. Marcy is the author of the critically acclaimed novels Very Nice, The Red Car, Bad Marie, and Twins. She has received fellowships from the McDowell Colony and the Edward F. Albee Foundation. She lives with her daughter in Montclair, New Jersey, and she was formerly on this podcast for Very Nice, so you can go back and listen to that one as well. Welcome, Marcy. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss Hurricane Girl. Thanks, Sibby. I'm so happy to be here. Or, yeah. yeah. You're here. We're here. Oh, yeah, I'm here. Spirit. We're yeah. all happy. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> as you know, when I finished reading this book in the middle of the night because I could not put it down... I posted about it right away because I was like, oh my gosh, and I wasn't expecting the ending. And I just, the whole thing was like such a wonder. I felt like I had just watched this totally gripping movie 
and left the theater and like wanting to like find people around me to talk to. <laughs> Luckily yeah. I got some on Instagram, but you know, anyway. it was really, it was so exciting to read it. I'm always so thrilled. Like when people have such a reaction to my books, it's like, Oh my God, this is amazing. So thank you too. Sure. Yeah. No, of course it was <laughs> yeah. great. Um, okay. Why don't you tell listeners what hurricane girl is about? Oh my gosh, I had to prepare this hurricane girl is about a woman who kind of is at a crossroads in her life. She's only 32 years old and she really impulsively buys a beach house on foreclosure, moves there, eats turkey sandwiches, goes <laughs> swimming in the ocean. And a week later, um, a hurricane blows it down and boom, she's got to replan her whole life. And from there, the problem I have to say about telling about this book is it's all spoilers. Like the next yeah. thing that happens to her, it's supposed to be shocking, but yep. But she does fall in love with a man and we don't know if it's because she loves him or because he's a swimming pool. There's lots of little quirky quirky elements that I just like loaded this book with because I was just having fun while I was writing like pools and cats and and turkey sandwiches. So yeah. So your last book, Very Nice, was one of the coolest covers in that it looked just like a swimming pool. And I have my, I still have my very nice hat, which I wear. Oh, that's awesome. I wear it sometimes still. Right. It's so cool. So, and this, of course, I was kind of like chuckling to myself. I'm like, okay, we're back at a pool again here. Like, I know. So you must love, tell me about how much you love pools, why pools are an important thing or why you like to write about them so much. You know, I mean, I'll just tell you one thing. There's a writer that I love, Jap- um, Japanese writer Haruki Murakami. And there's actually like a Haruki Murakami bingo game because it's like drink if he puts in somebody drinking whiskey, drink if somebody is listening to jazz. It's just like he repeats himself constantly. And as I write more and more books, I find myself just repeating certain elements like swimming pools and sandwiches. And I have sea lions in two books. And I just thought, well, if he can do it. I can do it. And I don't know if that really works, but it worked, it worked for me. And, and I think about swimming pools and, and swimming. I went, I went swimming yesterday, which was like the last official day of summer in, 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 in the East coast. Is there something to me about being underwater and, and being weightless and, and just how good it, it makes me feel. And so I've just started putting it into my books. And sometimes I feel like when I meet other swimmers that, that they're kindred spirits for me and not everybody likes to swim. So I have to start being more respectful of people who don't, but it's just, it's just like, if you want like an instant happiness pill, I feel like going underwater. So if it has to be, if I have to take a shower or a bath, like that can even suffice, but pools are just so pretty, I feel like, and they're just so different and interesting. So I have real pool envy, you know, I compare them. It's a thing. <laughs> I do agree. And in fact, I tell my kids this sometimes like when they're inconsolable or something's happening to one of my teenagers or whatever, I'm like, taking a shower will change your mood faster than anything else. I mean, reading also, I think picking up a good book, if you are the type who can like throw yourself in and like get immersed immediately, which I like, which I am, which is great. But yeah, but a shower is just like fresh start, like something resets. So elemental, right? I don't know. So where do you swim? Where do I swim? <laughs> Unfortunately, right now, right now, I think I, I don't have anywhere to swim because it turned <laughs> off. I mean, I just swim like I have friends. I have pools. I belong to a public pool in Montclair, New Jersey, which is where I live. And I'm, I'm pretty happy with things not fancy. I have fancy friends with fancy pools. I put them into my books. I love the ocean. And I used to belong to the YMCA. And, and right now, just with COVID and just, just I really prefer to swim outdoors anyway. I yeah. kind of take a break between the fall and the winter. And then I have a friend in spring who lets me swim in her backyard pool. So I'm hooked up for, for. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
Did you like to swim as a girl too? Like, is this a lifelong passion or did you? I think it it is a lifelong passion, but I was a lifeguard in in high school. And that's really what what started me was like laps and like just really loving it was getting that job. And until then I was, I was actually the kid and I always used to look at adults and think, wow, they're so boring. They just go back and forth. (laughs) I was really disdainful of them. But then once I, once I, once I started swimming laps and I think that wasn't my temperament as a kid, but I've always swam. I had a pool in my backyard growing up. It's always just been been part of my existence. And my daughter right now is taking a swim class. I'm trying to put her on the lifeguard track. I'm like, you're going to want a job one day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was in Montclair, New Jersey last year for the Montclair Literary Festival. Oh, right. That was, you were in the morning and I didn't get to come see yeah. you. And I no, thought, no, I'm not trying oh, to yeah. shame you or anything. Oh, you did not have to come. Sorry. But it's a, it's, a, it's a nice little community, I feel. It like. is. It's really yeah. nice. It was like pouring rain, which it also is oh. today, coincidentally. But yeah, yeah that's too. my memory of Montclair, New Jersey. I know. Yeah. It was so unfortunate because it's like such a nice outdoor festival and tents. And yeah. Next time. Next time. Okay. So tell me about what happened after Very Nice came out and this book. When did you, like, was this book in the works when that was coming out already? Or when did you start this? I love, you it know, feels like, it feels like it's one, like you sat down and just did it. Do you know, like, but I'm sure that is not true. No, that's not true at all. Part of my process, I hate my process as a writer. Maybe you're doing so many projects right now. Is I'm almost always, unfortunately, I have to finish a book and not only finish a book, but the book comes out. And then I don't start a new book. Like I want to be a writer that's always writing. And, and I'm not. I'm always writing when I'm working on a novel. And when I'm not working on a novel, I'm just really unhappy because I'm not <laughs> working on a novel. So, and I know like I should learn from that. But right now, by the way, I, I've been writing this whole past year, but nothing has clicked. Like I feel like a novel, at least it's such important material. It's like over a year of your life, just the first draft or it's a long, it doesn't have to be. Kevin Wilson writes books fast. But it takes a lot of time. And so I started working on a book I didn't like. And so I just put that aside. And so it's just coincidental, I think, about how Hurricane Girl feels like an extension of Very Nice. And, and it's nice how that happened. Um, what what some people have said to me is that Hurricane Girl seems a little bit more like some of my previous books, like it's being compared to like The Red Car or to Bad Marie. And I think it's as simple as that's because it's a female narrator and it's just one voice. And and Very Nice was was a really fun, fun, fun book for me to write because it had five different points of view and they actually had some male points of view. And I tend to, to write a lot more about women. And so that was almost like going back to what I'm known for, but I don't plan things when I write. Nothing's planned so that these elements overlap. It's just not surprising, but also not planned. So tell me what a day or a year looks like when you're working on a book that's not working. Like, okay. What does that work day look, for you, look like for you? Or it's the same as a book that is working, I guess, right? It's the same process. I mean, I just... Like yesterday, by the way, I'm just segueing. I went to the beach. And here's one of the things I love about, about working for myself is that like things aren't working for me creatively right now. So I'm like, well, instead of struggling, I'm just going to take a day off and I'm going to really enjoy myself. And I love that about my life, my lifestyle and not and having that flexibility. But in general, I've kind of always made it so that my daughter, you know, has school hours and her school hours are my working hours, which is which is pretty tight because, you know, like we're saying like, eight, eight to three 30. If you want to also like buy groceries and do all the other things that, that working parents do, it, it's, it's a lot, but I tend to like to write 
first thing in the morning. So on a good day when I'm, when I'm really going, which is going to start, it's going to start, my good days are going to start in three days. I just made that up. Um, I just, you know, <laughs> I get her off to school. I make a second pot of coffee. I make coffee when she wakes up. Then I make coffee again. I love to write first thing in the day because then like by 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, you're, you're virtuous. It's just like, Oh my God, I've written. I'm happy when I'm writing and I'm happy when I have written. Like, I feel like it's a really enjoyable place to be. Like I love writing. Like, I love making things up. But if I do that early in the day, then I don't have to worry all day long that I haven't written. Mm. And so that's, that's, that's my, that's my preferred way to be. Interesting. I tried, um, I went to dinner with a few women authors and I was in at the Toronto film festival and they were really, they really sold me hard on this idea of waking up and sort of in your still dream life, half awake state, like getting going then. And so the next morning I was like, all right, fine. Why don't I just try this? Yeah. So my, I was in a hotel room with my husband. I was like, well, I don't want to wake him up. So I'm going to try to do this in the dark. And I like take my computer and I try to open it up and I accidentally knock over the glass that like the hotels put there. Next thing you know, there's like shattering glass everywhere. Of course, he's like, what's going on? I'm like, I'm trying to write. I don't know. I heard this might be helpful, (laughs) which it wasn't. And I was like, I can't. I personally need to wake up a little more first. I need yeah. coffee and time before I can do anything. Broken glass is just the worst, by the way. Because it is. It is. It's like impossible to get rid of. And so, and I've cut my foot so many times on broken glass that I've broken. But even like I think it's just like you have to live alone, I think, to have that be your writing method. Because mm. yeah, what are you gonna do with your kids? You have to wake up before they go to school, right? So. Well, that's what they were saying. They said wake yeah. up like at five. Oh, and my kids don't actually- forget that. No, I, no, I don't mind the early wake-ups. I do already wake up early, but it's yeah. it was something like, but it's usually with them and I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so I I guess every, five, I'm dead by three o'clock in the afternoon. So it's just, yeah, but I'm glad it works for them. Yeah, I'm glad it works yeah, for them. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm always willing to try. Yeah, sure. <laughs> try something. You tried it hard. Like you failed, you failed in a good way. It like made it really I did, hard. I did. Yeah. They were like, try again when you're not at a hotel. And I was yeah. like, okay, fine. But no, I don't know. No. I give you my permission. But I'll find something better, maybe. Yeah. Like this. I I have to say, since I've been on, since I've been trying to write this novel that I'm doing that's due in March, I have gotten so much other stuff done in procrastination. I have never been so efficient. Like I've ordered all my holiday cards, holiday gifts. I've cleaned out. Like I, to not do that, I've done, I've started companies. (laughs) So I don't know. Yeah. You just started a magazine. I I was just dumbfounded. I was like, how how did you do that? Like, cause I know. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like novels. You have to write for us. I would love to write for you, honestly. So Please that, do. Yeah. That would be okay. amazing. That's exciting. A new opportunity. There you go. Novels, by the way, I think the best thing to do when I'm in a novel is there. It's easier for me not to procrastinate when I'm really in a project because rather than buy things and clean up, what I like to do is I like to open the file and go backwards. I like to write, to go back and read what I've done the day before or even the week before because it's always easy to fix things and then it's easy to move forward. But I feel like with a novel, I'm never starting on the blank page. And so, I mean, I used to write short stories and and now everything I do just goes longer, but, but that's one of the great things. I mean, to me, it's like heartbreaking to finish a novel because then I'm like, Oh, now what do I do? (laughs) So I love, I love novel writing. So maybe I'm here, I'm giving you advice you didn't ask for it, but you're like, you're in like the best place. It's really fun to write. And it's really fun to hear characters talk to you and like you're in something. So you don't have to start from complete scratch. It's, it's pretty good. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That's true. Yeah. Okay. I All like right. that. Oh, good. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. No, I, I like yeah. the way I like it. It's yeah. almost like, you know, you're, it's like envisioning that every time I work in it, I'm like opening the gate to another playground. As no, as you're already in the playground. Yeah. You totally are. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for that. Sure. I don't know why we're talking about this and not your oh, book, but okay. <laughs> that's okay. I mean, yeah, it's fun. Like writing like this book, by the way, I'll just, I'll talk about it. You didn't ask. It's yeah. like, I never know when something's going to happen until, till it, till it happens. And so in, in this book, going back to the plot that I did describe adequately, like the writer writes, I wanted to make a book about somebody that wasn't a writer and I failed because she writes screenplays. So, but I'm like, this is different because she's a screenplay different writer. Enough. It counts. So different. Yeah. And so I have her write horror films. And so here's the good thing is once, once you put a detail in a book, then you have it. And so I didn't have anything planned, but once I knew that she was writing horror films, it just became so fun that all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, this feels like, a horror movie in my book. And that wasn't planned. But once I knew that that was there, like I had it, like there's a moment where Allison walks back into a house that she shouldn't walk back into. And I rereading it. I felt like the audience saying, no, don't go in there. Don't go in there. Yes. And, And that's what happens in a horror film. And so, so once you put something in a book, you get to use it again. And, and I enjoy that. And I, and so this was the first, some, this is the first work I ever did that had a horror element in it. And so I liked that very much. And, and I like surprising myself. So once I had horror in it, I, I took it pretty far. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not into, I mean, I don't want horror to scare people away because I never, okay. horror. No. but it's, it's like a, it's, I don't know, domestic, a, domestic terror. I don't know. There's a better word for it. Right. Anyway, it's great. It's really, yeah. uh, it's but it's also, too. I I feel like, it's also really interesting about what it's like to be in a relationship and also what it's like to be in a relationship with your adult mom, right? Yeah. Coming home again when you're older. What is that like seeing your mom age as as uh, Allison does? Like what does that do to you mourning the loss of, of a, her own father and like having to retread some of those steps? And I mean, that's all really relatable for so many people. Yeah, this book has a really quiet middle to it that that 
gets talked about less. But what surprised me again about writing this and is that that quiet middle, there's just so many small little autobiographical elements that I laced for the book. I just sort of did, you know, and you don't plan it. And I went back to New Jersey. I used to deny my New Jersey-ness for a long time. And now I actually live in New Jersey. And I thought after college, I moved to San Francisco. I thought I would never be back here, but I I don't regret it. So, I mean, I put, I put a scene in this book, the dad in the hospital room, I put him in the hospital room that he really was once in. And so when you look out the window and she sees her elementary school, I mean, that's real. And, and I think that's, that's like one of the joys of writing though, I think is just taking all these little things and you don't even know what's floating in your brain. And suddenly you put it on the page And so I think it made the book more meaningful for me, just using so many real things, but having it be fiction. I don't, you wrote a, I don't ever want to write a memoir because I don't want to expose myself where at the same time I expose myself like crazy, but you don't know what's real and what's not real. You just know that Marcy likes to swim. True. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It is a layer of, a layer of protection in there. Um, How long ago did your dad pass away? About five years ago. Oh, yeah. Thanks. That's okay. And it was this sort of a depiction of your mom after the fact? A little bit. And they're like little things like her drinking gin and tonics because her dad liked gin and tonics. Like, all all true you know what I mean and and I feel like with writing like if I had changed that to a different drink or to vodka it's funny how attached you get to details as a writer like if you change it and it's not real suddenly the book doesn't feel as strong but nobody else knows so I don't know why but I always think of writing like when sometimes when people think about who you're writing for I once I once went to an Elizabeth Gilbert reading and she once spoke about how she always was writing for like a particular friend. Like she was writing one book for Darcy. It always stuck with me. Like Eat, Pray, Love was written for another writer. But I'm always writing for myself. It's so weird. Like if I'm pleasing myself, then I know I'm doing a good job. And then I find it so strange that I can publish books because I, I don't feel like I'm like a great audience for selling things. But that's kind of who I'm writing for. Like, I really have to entertain myself while I'm working. And if, and if that feels true, if I'm not forcing things, then it, then it comes out well. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I also really like how she views her older brother and his wife and their kid and yeah. how it feels to be the person who's not the one with the kid. I yeah. Mean, I actually was the first in my family to have a kid. So okay. I probably just like... My brother might have something to say about about how centered I was. Yeah, my schedule and my kids, and how you get that very sort of myopic look when you have a child that you're dealing with, and then everything else. But anyway, and and then one of my favorite lines is in the book is really because she can't remember her the name of her brother's kid, and see that's fun. Like I knew sometimes when you write, you're like, oh, I know that's funny. Like I know I had a moment where these two people kiss over a baby and they call the baby the wrong name where like that to me felt like magic. And so that's, that's why writing is so great because you can create these moments. And so she's like, where's, where's Phoebe? And he's like, who? (laughs) She's like, never mind. (laughs) Yeah. That was a big mistake. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. This is great. This is like okay. the whole thing. I mean, I love this cover. Tell me about the cover. Was this well, the cover? Well, by the way, because you praised the other cover, so I thought that was really nice. Is that I was lucky to have the same designer, and her name is Janet Hansen, and so she she made both books, and she's really she's so good. Like I think she's just a real artist, and so I think this cover can just be interpreted like a lot of different ways. It actually got, not that it matters that the, the galley, it was like more of like a pastel color blend and it came out yeah. a little bit darker and I liked the pastel better. It was more like candy. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I shouldn't admit that on Zibby because a lot of people listen to you, but there you <laughs> no, no, I want nobody heard. 
Nobody hurt. It's fine. It's fine because it works this way too. But I kind of think the sun is like a bleeding sun. And you know what I mean? And I feel yep, like the, the blue is the ocean. And I feel like for an abstract image that it really c- captures the book. And so I, I love, I don't have, I don't want to have input when a cover is being designed, but I just love what, what she does. And, and this wasn't the first cover that she made. And the other cover was a little bit darker and more jarring. And as, as an author, by the way, it's really, really scary to say, oh, well, this cover doesn't work for me. And so that, and, and she just came back with a completely brand new image. And so I was really grateful to like my publisher and for her and just like, just, just seeing, seeing what she could do. That's but awesome. I think it, it sort of stands out. It's not like other covers. It's true. Yeah. And this is like the shape of a pool. Oh, I, you can see that's so interesting. It totally is. And I never thought of that. Oh. Never. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll see if she meant to do that or not. (laughs) She probably did. I'm not, you know, I have no idea. She lives in Montclair, by the way, but we don't run into each other. What? Oh my gosh. I know. There's so many people in Montclair in the literary scene. So it's, I mean, that's why if you're going to pick a town in New Jersey, to anybody who's listening, Montclair, the head of Knopf, Regan Arthur lives in Montclair. So many agents, so many other writers. I'm going to go see a Jillian Medoff read tonight at Watson Booksellers. And so, yeah, it's it's a good place. Okay. Well, yeah. good to know. All right. Watch. If real estate prices shoot up after this podcast. Then oh, there you know. have it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're really making making waves here. Oh, good. Um, yeah. I mean, I bought a house here last summer, so I'm pretty rooted. And that was a pretty, I think I must be interested in houses. Like my main character lost her house and, and I got a house. And my house, I think I moved into this house and Ida came a week later. Just It wasn't even a hurricane, but it was a storm. But so many houses in my neighborhood, all the basements got flooded mine did not so I was like I did good so I feel it well I feel like your whole book is sort of an exploration of home like what does it mean to be home right yeah I'll leave you with that deep thought it's so simple yeah I think you're right her house blows away she has to go home she's she's living somewhere else like how do do you find that sense of of place and home when you're I don't know searching for identity right I don't know anyway Okay. Well done. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll stop my armchair analysis. Yeah. Marcy, thank you so much. I can't wait for your next book and for sure your essay for us. So make that your short-term assignment. Okay. I love having an assignment. Thank you so much. I'm okay. serious about that. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project... There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.